Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. My dog is staring at me. So he needs to like he needs to pee. My dog needs to pee, guys. Also, I need to pee. <laughs> Good start All to right. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the run dot down. Post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you listen, this is the day after the Strickland Podcast Network. An amazing game, a spiritual experience tonight as the Knicks clobber, absolutely destroy, obliterate the Phoenix Suns, 139 to 122, behind a absolute masterclass by one Jalen Brunson. Probably, I mean, this is a one-of-one performance going down the stat line, and we will get into all of it. Unfortunately, I do have to get into this ad read to break the flow of, you know, this this an amazing experience. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA upcoming fights, the NHL, and the NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. I mean, this game, Jalen Brunson... First player in NBA history, 50 points, five rebounds, five assists, five steals, five three-pointers in one game. 12 of 12 from the from the field in the second half. Eight of eight from the free from the three-point line in the second half. Nine of nine from three from the three-point line altogether in the game. I think this is like the only player to like really this is legitimately a, like a one-of-one performance. And the fact that it came off the heels of um, a game where we criticized Jalen Brunson, rightfully so, for having a pretty bad game against the lowly Utah Jazz to come out against one Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and completely outclass them, completely outperform them on their home court is just a testament to the type of player Jalen Brunson is. And that's the reason why we hold him to such a high standard is because we know he's capable of performances like this. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is this was just an amazing performance and... I think it feels that much better that it came on a night where, you know, there was all this anticipation of the Phoenix Suns, big three playing, Bradley Beal gets hurt, you know, dumb. Kevin on, 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 on a horrible, on a horrible <laughs> flagrant foul by Deontay Vincenzo. I mean, God knows that that was just a ridiculous. I mean, phew, never seen something so malicious like that in my life. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like on a night like that, on a night like that tonight where especially Julius Randle looked like he was going to go into a, a tailspin in the in the in at towards the end of the second quarter um just absolutely amazing for Jalen Brunson to put the team on his back um and we'll talk about some of the other role guys that kind of helped contribute to the um, fourth quarter run that really started to um separate things for the Knicks but absolutely amazing performance from Jalen Brunson there are no words that can be used left to describe um such a performance tonight just absolutely incredible um and yeah, sky's the limit from here, I think, with, with Jalen Brunson. And if he can keep this going with this type of effectiveness, because I think the three-point shooting was a concern the last week or so. It's good to see him get back to that. Um, but yeah, Schwinn, your thoughts on such a great performance tonight? I know you're a, a huge appreciator of, of, of nepotism on a night like tonight. Um, well, but yeah. I, I, well, first, I want to shout out this comment from the next day, which it's like funny, like NBA seasons and just, you know, news cycle in general move so fast now. Um, but next tape, uh, this is a quote. This is actually, and this was a quote, right? This is from who was it from? It was like Stephen Kenny, Smith, Kenny the Jet Smith. Yeah, and, and yeah, it was Kenny Jet Smith, and then Stephen A. agreed with him, whatever. But it was the Knicks never have the best player on the court, uh, and if you're not, 
if you're not watching the live stream, what you will also see after the quote is Nick Saberding laughing my fucking ass off with multiple O's at the end. Um, first of all, I want to credit myself for this victory. <laughs> I wore real clothes tonight. I didn't wear sweats. Uh, don't let this don't let this post game outfit fool you, which I changed into no joke as soon as the clock hit triple zero. Uh, I was wearing a full-up button-down shirt, uh, which I'll be wearing again tomorrow while I'm watching this game. I'll be wearing the same exact clothes, uh, maybe even the underwear, um, while I watch the game tomorrow night because this is this is the team. This is this is the team that I expect to see all year. And what I mean by that is, if you listen to Pod Strickland today, I talked to Prez about how I felt this year's team in a lot of ways. They weren't fighting in the same way that last year's team was at certain points. And it was early, you know, look, it was a quarter of the way into the season. Obviously, we know what we were a quarter way into the last season. Um, and that changed significantly when things changed last year. But this year, it felt like, I don't know, to me, it just felt like the fight level, yes, that Miami comeback was amazing, but consistently that fight level wasn't there. And look, we're going to, I, I promise you, I will talk about Jalen Brunson, but it wasn't just Jalen Brunson. It was, it was the team, the team's effort giving Jalen Brunson the, like to, to the give him boost. the to, not not just that, but to give him the platform for his effort to matter. For like, what did he score the the last time he played this time? He scored like forty one, right? Whatever I believe so. Was. I was close to that. Yeah, yeah. like he, he balled out in that game too. But because our collective effort wasn't there, that effort was wasted. Uh, against Utah, I think, you know, me and you and Jeff talked about this in the post game, but like that was probably Randall's best, not just effort, but like just level of play this entire season. And maybe, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought that was amazing performance and it didn't matter because the team's collective effort wasn't there tonight felt like the first time all year to me where was everything perfect? No. Were the things that were fucked up? Yes. But it felt like these guys battled. Um, and they battled through a lot and they battled through some stuff with the coach that I didn't agree with. They battled through some stuff with the refs that God knows nobody agreed with, unless you were wearing a fucking sun's Jersey or something. Um, like they battled through a lot tonight. They battled through the fact that let's be honest, like they had this rep coming into the game, which I didn't agree with. And I think it was ridiculous considering what they achieved last year, but a rep of like, yeah, all you guys do is beat bad teams. Can you beat a good team? And I know there will be a few people that will be like, well, you know, Bradley Beal got hurt, so that's your benefit. Let me tell you something. Bradley Beal's been Brad- hurt all year. <laughs> not, and, and not just that. Like, I don't know if that's actually, like, a horrible thing for them because they were figuring shit out with Bradley Beal on the floor. And, like, we saw that, like, when they played the Nets, like, you're trying to tell me that in a, in a month from now they're not going to smoke the Nets with all three of those guys on the floor? And let's be real. Like, maybe in a month from now, if they play the Knicks with all three of those guys on the floor, maybe they'd smoke us too. So that's what it is, but in the sh- in this immediate term, in this terms of this game, I thought they overcame a lot, and um, you know, obviously a ton of that. Um, I mean, it, let's be real; it, it comes down to Jalen Brunson. Uh, my my all time regular season favorite Knicks performance prior to tonight was that mellow fifty point game in Miami, no points in the paint. This stopped that because. That game, no LeBron, no Wade. I don't think Bosch played in the game either. Um, this guy went toe-to-toe with 
on the same floor with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. He took everybody. He put everybody's he he got the ball. He put everybody's fucking name on that thing, and he gave everybody a fucking spin. Um, he he was amazing tonight, and and he was amazing in points in the game where they needed him to be amazing. In particular, at the start of that third quarter, where it felt like they closed out that first quarter or that first half, sorry, shitty, and they started that second half defensively anyway, shitty. And every time I was like. You know that meme? It's like, it's over. We're back. It's over. We're back. That was like the start of the second half for me. I was just like every possession, like every time they made, oh, it's over. And then he'd make a shot. And I'm like, we're so back. Um, <laughs> he was amazing. Like he he is the reason why the Knicks had a chance to win this game. Uh, he's, I mean, that was amazing. That, that was an all-time performance. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's the best regular season performance I've ever seen from a Nick. And regular season. To be very clear and probably all time too i mean in terms of the league in terms of efficiency and just the stat You're, line oh yeah, like yeah i agree it is the best yeah. regular season performance of any player in the nba history i agree <laughs> uh, no look it was amazing it was amazing and it wasn't just it wasn't just the shot making it was how necessary the shot making was it was it was how much it meant in those moments and um i don't know you you just can't really say enough about what he did tonight and um you know, he was fantastic. And and I want to say this, like, you know, you look at the box score, I don't think Randall played a particularly good game. But what I really appreciated about Randall tonight is when he fucked up tonight, he immediately recognized it. Like, he, he had that ridiculous turnover towards the end of the fourth quarter, right, where he got, like, stripped going on driving to the paint or whatever. And the next possession, he got the ball. What did he do? He was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Jalen, come here. Like, yeah come get the ball. Um, so I, and I, I know that sounds like damning with faint praise, but I, I do think that means something. Um, and, and I think in general, like I was kind of okay with a lot of his turnovers today, not because I thought like, look, turnovers in general suck, but I thought a lot of his turnovers tonight where I'm like, okay, you're, I, I get you're like, you're actually trying to like make the do, right play. Yeah. You're like trying to do the right thing. You just didn't fucking execute it. Um, so I want to give him a shout out. I thought RJ, um, you know, defensive rebounding. I would love if he could improve that, but like his score. I got to give him props for that offensive board. The, the yes, effort there. yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, it's, it, it, the thing is, I don't want to get into negative stuff, but like, that's not a thing we should even praise, right? That should just be a thing that we like expect from him, but mm-hmm. he did it. And it, it was a huge, it was a huge play. It was a huge play. It felt like, Oh my, like, you know, like, you, you know, they, they score and you're like, eh, like, are we, are we going to like lose the momentum here? And you miss a shot and you're like, fuck. And then he comes and crashes the glass, gets to the line. That's a huge play for us. It's a huge momentum swing. Not even a momentum swing, but a momentum maintainer. Is that a, is that a term? I'm allowed to, I'm coining that. Challenge. It is now. Yeah. Um, but like, that's what it felt like. And, and it just felt like everybody on the team tonight, everybody that played aside from DiVincenzo, who just had a rough night. Like I'm not shitting on him. He just had a rough night, but I felt like everybody tonight, at some point made plays that mattered to the Knicks winning this game. You know, I didn't think Hartenstein, I thought Hartenstein had a terrible first half to be completely honest with you. And I look that behind the back pass that he tried to make in the first half. I was, <laughs> I was, I'm not, I'm not joking. I was shocked. I was shocked that Tibbs did not immediately call for Sims. Like I was genuinely stunned by that because that pass for me, if I was Tibbs, 
Like I shoot on Tim's all the time. I'm like guys play through mistakes. Well, Sims is the charity start, so he's never gonna really. Yeah, show no, no. Up. But I'm saying like I, I shoot on Tim's all the time for like, hey, did like guys play through mistakes? Like that one for me, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like <laughs> that would have been an automatic. Just like you're done for the rest of this half. Like I can't even talk to you. I'll talk to you at halftime, and I will <laughs> yell at you. But we're not talking right now, and you're not playing the rest of this half. But like. He came back in the second yeah. half. I thought in the fourth quarter he was really, really good. Um, you know, some of the defensive rebounds he came down with, some of just his, like, boxing out. Huge great. tip block on Devin Booker when they yeah. were trying to make that yeah. run. Yeah, and, you know, shout out to Alan Hahn, who apparently is, like, you know, fucking Devin Booker's uh, PR agent. He's like, oh, no, he actually wasn't trying to dunk that. He missed it, so it's okay. Like, <laughs> can, can Alan Hahn, like, look, like, look, buddy, you're not on He's ESPN. trying way too hard to you're be not objective. On ESPN. You're not on ESPN. <laughs> can you just fucking announce a Knicks game? Like, it's cool, like. I had to fucking listen to this guy the other night talk about why it wasn't a flagrant foul for Kelly Olynyk <laughs> just grab Devin or to grab Vincenzo's ankle. Like, buddy, you're on ES, like, you're on MSG, not ESPN. Nobody cares. You're not on with fucking who's he on with Bart and fucking uh, Bart Scott. Bart Scott, that fucking moron. <laughs> um, but like, look, th- this was a fantastic team performance, and it was obviously just highlighted by, highlighted by again, like as far as I'm concerned, that is the best re- regular season. Nick's performance that I remember in my lifetime, uh, the shot making, how much it mattered in the moments. Uh, even like, you know, look, look, the final score won't tell you this, but you, you know, this, Sam, I know this, everybody in this chat knows this. They were up like 10 and you were still like, oh, God, man, it'd be really nice. If we get to sleep to like 40. <laughs> you feel it'd be really nice. If we get to sleep to like 40, but like, you felt it, right? Like every because you know, like Durant lives to shit on us. The guy had what? He had he'd won twelve. He'd won his last twelve straight games against the Knicks. I think the last time. Oh, last, sh- I just yeah. remembered that stat. Yeah. Now we finally I, I, beat him for the first time. Yeah, since I, I, oh and, and don't quote me on this, but I'm almost positive about this. I am pretty sure the last time we beat Kevin Durant in the regular season was when Carmelo Anthony dropped thirty six on his head the day we clinched the division in a match yes. game in OKC. Yes, uh, and, and I'm pretty sure Melo had 36 of 49. Yeah, Melo had 36 of 14 that game. And that was also a game where Jason Kidd miraculously remembered how to make threes again. Um, but like, like this was just this is like fucking awesome win, man. It was an awesome win, not because everybody was perfect. Jalen Brunson was perfect in a lot of ways, and honestly, even the start of Jalen Brunson's game, I'm like, this guy had like three steals in the first three minutes, and I'm like. We got zero points out of that because why? We ruined every <laughs> single steal opportunity. That shit pissed me off. It was like, yo, you got to take advantage of these opportunities, especially against a team like the Suns, who you know they're going to score a bunch. So, like, these opportunities where you get these turnovers on them, you got to make it count. Luckily, we were able to later in the game, but early in the game, yeah, that was rough. But yeah, it was and, – and that's kind of the point. Is like even within this, you know, again, 50-point master class, like it really was a master class. He wasn't perfect. Nobody was perfect. You know, quickly was one of five in the first half. RJ didn't get some defensive rebounds. Randall had turnovers. Isaiah Hartenstein threw the dumbest behind the back pass I've ever seen in my life. Like <laughs> Quentin Grimes in the first half, I was like, can you shoot? Like, is that possible? Uh, you know, whatever. Guys were not perfect. But you didn't just find a way to win. You found a way to just to win and run away with the game. And and you could tell that like they they were embarrassed by that loss to the to the Jazz, um, and, and look, we'll see what happens moving forward here. But like, you know, it, it's easy to get dialed up for one game. Like, it is. It's easy to get dialed up for a national game against the Suns, blah blah blah, whatever. 
this is the type of effort, especially with Mitchell, you know, and I tweeted this during the game. There were guys that were getting exposed for their shitty defensive rebounding efforts with Mitchell. Um, and like, it's easy to dial it up for a game for a half for a quarter. Can you dial it up for a couple games? Can you dial it up for three? Can you dial it up for a West coast road trip? That'll that's, that's really the test that this team needs to meet because we're not talking about a team anymore that like, Oh, we just want to like, we need to become good. We need to establish ourselves as good. No, we're talking about a team that needs to establish itself as like, like, Hey, us getting to the second round last year wasn't a fluke. Us winning 47 games last year wasn't a fluke. The start of this year, you know, our offensive rating, our defensive rating, our net rating, all these things, like they're not flukes. These are real things. So <clears throat> awesome win. Great win. Unfortunately, we have a back-to-back. Uh, oh, and Sam, I will see you. Uh, I think we'll probably start this 24 hours from now at 1 a.m. Um, but, like, let's – let's look, back-to-back against the Clippers with the way they're playing right now. Six straight. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not Harden's easy. Harden's in the honeymoon phase. Yeah, Hard, Harden's not in the he, – he's pretending to not be fat. He's playing <laughs> for a contract. It's all great for him. But, like, like this is this is a test. And, you know, forget the win or loss, but this is the type of effort you need to see. And and I want to say, like, real quickly, um, which, uh, no pun intended, but, like, I thought, you know, me and Jeff talked about this on the last post game. You were here for that. I talked about this on the pod that dropped today with Prez. Like, I, I thought you had seen some defensive slippage from quickly in terms of, like, not being as active on that end as he's been in the past. Maybe that's, you know, a natural kind of cause of like, Hey, I don't like my minutes and your effort drops and whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought you saw all of this stuff, all, all of the things that make quickly like consistently impactful, even when he shoots like shit were on display tonight. And, um, you know, he, he was fantastic. I, I thought he was great. Uh, and I don't like, he had a play in the first half. He got an assist for it, but like, nobody's going to, I promise you, nobody's going to be like, Oh my God, what a play. But I think, you know, Hartenstein got a rebound. He he passed it quickly, very quickly. Um, and Randall was already up down the floor. He established, he had a mismatch on Booker. He had a, and, and quickly, you can watch it. You watch the full broadcast. He signals to him. He's just like, fuck in the post. Get the fuck in there. Like, you have a mismatch. Get in there. Mm-hmm. Randall gets the post up. He throws it into him. Randall gets a layup out of it. But like, that's the type of small stuff that I don't. I don't even know if he got an assist for it. If he did, that's a pretty stupid assist. But that's the type of stuff that doesn't show up in a box score. But that's the type of stuff that makes him special. And that's the type of stuff that, like, I thought at times in the last few games, last few weeks, you hadn't seen from consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see him play like that tonight, uh, and then to also see him get rewarded with closing the game out, right? Like, Finally. that's it. That's all you want to see. Like, I'm not asking for the fucking moon here. Just be consistent with this stuff. And, uh, you know, tonight Tibbs was, at least. I still don't understand why he has to come out with six minutes left in the first half. But, like, it is what it is. The Knicks won the game. It's fine. Um, And they won the game in an impressive fashion. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, quickly, um, 10-5-3-2. The stat line doesn't really scream out to you the way that we're kind of used to typical quickly lines. Still one of the fakest 24, 25 minutes you'll see um, again today. Um, bizarre first half rotation. Are, are, you, are you being Jeff because Jeff's not here? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to fill the void. Um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the shooting numbers aren't the best. But 
read this off. Um, Jordan Bub says, um, Katie in the Phoenix postgame presser, Quentin Grimes got six threes off. He doesn't dribble at all. That's the stuff you can't have. It's my guy, Quentin, right there. <laughs> Katie, just, you know, focus you on what really matters. It's so perfect that his name is Quentin and he can't dribble. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Quentin Grimes could have dribbled on January 6th? I don't know. <laughs> Him and Clay, they've got they've got January sixth handles. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you gotta love KD though. You know, shifting the shifting the narrative to to the role player. You know, I mean, he did give um, Jalen Brunson his props. He said, you know, Jalen Brunson's a future Hall of Famer. This is his franchise. Well, that's, All that good I, stuff. I mean, that's crazy because I, I I was told that we never have the best player on the floor ever. Actually, I was told that the Knicks weren't cool too. Right, yeah, yeah. By one Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant. <laughs> Fun fact, the Knicks are 14-10, the Suns are 13-12. and 12. Just throwing that out there. Hmm, interesting. Also, um, fun fact, um, do you know what point guard tonight got a triple-double and a Jordan Poole 30 bomb drop on their head? Who did – oh, Tyler Schauburton. Yeah. <laughs> the Pacers, that in-season, you know, in-season tournament run looking a little bit fluky right now. And I just want to say, like, I don't think people understand this. Like, dialing it up for a tournament run is very, very different than a playoff series and a whole regular season. Like, you're facing that opponent more than one time. They have time to game plan against you. Like, Spo was, like, what, playing boxing one versus Jalen Brunson. He was still getting 30-plus like, every night. Spo, like, Spo, Spo, made, Spo has made, like, multiple amazing players look pedestrian. And he couldn't do it to Jalen Brunson. And he sat there on the podium after the series and was like, thank God I don't got to play that guy anymore. <laughs> like, oh, that, that was terrible. But, like, look, forget forget Halliburton stuff. Fuck Halliburton. Um, but, like, look, again, we already mentioned it, but, like, you just got to go back to it. I mean, that shot making – like, th- that start of the second half from Jalen Brunson clutches a lot of things. And this is why I hate clutch stats because I don't think they're real in the sense of, like, they only encapsulate that those like five minutes. Yeah, and it's like this this arbit yeah, and there's like this arbitrary standard of like, oh, it's like five points, like a game within five points with five minutes left. And I'm like, Yeah, that's not like are you fucking stupid? Like we've all watched basketball. Like, there's no way you really believe these are the only clutch moments of a game. Yeah. Every bucket, every single go back and watch him. I think he didn't miss a shot in the second half, right? Jalen Brunson. Yeah, like, twelve for twelve. Every fucking shot that guy made in particular at the start of the second half was clutch. The Knicks needed every single one of those because they couldn't get a stop. And Randall was just, he, he just did not, he was not like once they adjusted, like to start the game, right. They weren't doubling him at all. Mm-hmm. They're playing single coverage and he was killing them. And then they started doubling him and he wasn't seeing it well. Right. And mm-hmm. he was struggling with it. He was As struggling he with it. And like you needed like Brunson had to step up in that moment. Otherwise they were fucked um, yeah. because we, we know that Tibbs was not going to make a sub until there was three minutes left in the, in the fucking third quarter, no matter what. Um, but he did. And that was fucking spectacular against a team that has two future hall of famers on it. that were on the floor at that time, probably three, even though Bradley Beal being all famers an indictment on the hall of fame. Mm-hmm. Um, but like those two guys are unequivocal, are going to be unequivocal Hall of Famers, and he didn't just match them for a shot. Yeah, he did match them shot for shot in the moment, and then he just took it over. 
and he, he was surpassed a them. He was a beast. And and the best thing was that he gave that Knicks bench, who which has not been consistent as far this year as you'd like. He gave him the platform to be like, hey, the game's here. Like you guys can whatever. play a little bit more free. Yeah, it was, well, it was like a two three point game. It was like, hey, you do you want to like bring this to me? Like give me a lead to take home. And they did. They did their job. And and I gotta say, like, look, we sh- I have been really, really critical of RJ Barrett his- historically, um, and definitely recently in terms of his decision making on drives, in terms of passing out. He made to his run with the bench unit was yeah great. His run, yeah, his run with the bench unit was. But those two passes he made to Quentin Grimes, they're not passes that are like ever going to make some highlight reel. Mm-mm. But guess what? You don't need him to make highlight reel passes. You need to just make the simple passes that he has available to him all the fucking time because he gets two feet, two feet into the paint all the time. And when you get two feet into the paint all the time, defenses collapse on you, which means that shooters are open. you got to find them. He found Quentin Grimes on simple passes two times in a row, and that basically blew the game up. Like That, that, that went from Knicks were down 102-103, to 105, 103, to 108, 103. And then they, I think that was the closest the Suns ever got. I'm pretty sure that they missed their next shot and the next scored, and that was that. Um, but like RJ Barrett's decision making in that moment, it's like that's the stuff, that's the stuff. Like, if I'm on the next coaching staff, I'm showing, I'm like, I'm going to the locker room and be like, this is what won us the game, dude. These are the decisions that will win us games. These are the decisions that will make you be. Not like a 53, 54 true shooting guy, but be like a 57, 58 true shooting guy, and you're gonna get five assists a game. Like these are the decisions. And they're so simple. And they're and you create them all the time because you're that good at getting into the paint. You just gotta recognize those advantages. And he did in that moment, and they were huge for us. So he deserves a shit ton of credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta love how Jalen Brunson just has this like vendetta versus devin booker and the Suns ever since that map series <laughs> like he's just consistent. What, what did he what did he think it was did he, did he think it was a game seven or something <laughs> he definitely was treating this game like it was um but i don't know if i mentioned this earlier i think this this game Jalen Brunson is the only player in nba history with the line of 50 points five plus rebounds five plus steals five plus assists five three-pointers in a game ever First player in NBA history. Say that one again. 50 plus points, five plus rebounds, five plus assists, five plus steals, and five plus three-pointers made in a game. I got to say, the steals in some way meant a little bit more to me than than the threes. Yes, definitely. I was like, wow, he's like really into this fucking game. Yeah, especially that one with when Nurkic was just like lacking and he just wasn't paying attention at all. And he just completely took the ball from him. Um. I mean, that's stuff that you don't really see from Jalen Brunson all that often. Like, sure, he gets, like, his typical, you know, one or two steals a game. But, you know, for him to get five tonight, like you said, it shows that he was really locked in. Um, and, yeah, he's just he's just overall looked better defensively um, as a whole this season, I think. Um, it's never going to be, like, where you want it to be, I think, um, for him. But, um, yeah. But, Schwinn, my question to you, is Jalen Brunson better than Paolo Bancaro, though? <laughs> can I tell you something? Uh, okay, can, can, I, I just look. We didn't talk about this. You're you you gamble, so you understand. Yes. Jalen Brown was listed out tonight. 
multiple times. Okay. That okay. line open that line opened up at Celtics minus four and a half. And Jalen Brown was out. Porzingis was doubtful. And Horford was out. And then so I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, this is the magic have owned this fucking Celtics team. Like, why is this line what it is with these guys out? I was like, man, I'm thinking Orlando money line. I'm happy. This is fantastic. Fucking an hour before the game, I was oh, Jalen Brown's he's playing. I was like, wait, what? Like you can't list him out and then he's fucking playing. They've like, been doing that all year this year. That's crazy. That's bullshit. That's been, fucking that's not that's, yo, that's that's honestly, why it's so hard. And I'm, I'm not saying, yeah, like, do I, am I saying this because I lost a bet? Yes, I am. But I'm also going to like, like, I shouldn't lose a bet because your fucking information is shitty and you're lying. Like you're, you can't go from out to, oh no, he's actually playing. He's going to start probably play like 30 minutes. I don't even know what the fuck he scored tonight. Cause I don't watch that game at all. Uh, because Blue I was Brown? trying to zone it. Yeah. What did it, what? Right. 18. Fuck him. Uh, but like, I, it's just, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Oh, yeah. But look. Obviously, Jalen Brunson is better than Paolo Boncaro in 2023, like right now. <laughs> on, on December 16th, 2023, Jalen Brunson is 100% better than Paolo Boncaro. Does that mean that Paolo Boncaro won't be better than Jalen Brunson one day? No, it doesn't. But it does mean that today he is better. Like, come on. Like, th- what are we talking about here? Oh, it, And then, like, it, you know, it's not even just that. It's like the standard would move. Like, oh, well, no, no, he... The Knicks don't. Of course, they don't have the best player on. They, of course, they have the best player on some nights, but they only have the best. They don't have the best player when you play like true contenders. It's like, okay, but we're not like nobody's talking about the Knicks as a true contender, right? So we we fundamentally understand this. Like that's that's how that works. Um, I would disagree with that, by the way, which evidence of is tonight, uh, yeah. or also just the entire Miami playoff series. But like, you know, the Knicks aren't going to be judged or talked about or whatever Fairly. rational way. Um, but look, Jalen Brunson, again, what a performance tonight. And thank God, thank God for nepotism. Nepotism is fantastic. Amazing. And uh, I hope one day that I am wealthy enough that I can um, just employ you, Sam, uh, because I know you and give you a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I know you're making the big bucks as a, uh, you know, as a, as a teacher. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. You know, the city loves paying their teachers. Let me not get into that rant again. Let's just keep it basketball. Um, but, yeah, um, there was something I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah, defense. Um, what do we think about defense on Devin Booker? Because I feel like the team as a whole did a pretty good job on him, especially in that second half. Um, And I feel like um, there was a point in the game where I tweeted out that um, why is Hart still in the game while Grimes and RJ, like they, they were pretty much rolling at that point. Um, And it felt like to start the fourth quarter. Yes. Like after they had their run, um, Dibs had subbed those guys out and kept Hart in. And I was like, I really, I think, I think Dibs just really does not trust RJ and Grimes on Booker, but I well, felt like I, they did a pretty I, okay job on him for the most I, part. I thought, I thought, first of all, I thought his biggest mistake was not trusting RJ to defend Booker to start the game because I was like, look, if we're going to have an honest conversation about RJ, the way he's played this year, I would much rather trust him against a great on ball scorer than I am him to be an off-ball defender and secure defensive rebounds. Yeah. And 
like the moment that he switched RJ onto Booker, I, I don't know the numbers. I'm sure you can find them. I would guarantee you that magically, once he put RJ on Booker, Booker stopped making shots at a high clip. Yeah, he just had to foul hunt the whole night after yeah. that. And like that to me was a pretty big shift in the game. And I think this speaks to some of his like philosophical rigidity where he came into the game being like, well, Vincenzo is my primary de- defender and that's what it is. And it's like, he stuck with that for a while. Then Divincenzo, he probably got saved a little bit that Divincenzo did get a fourth foul. Cause he was like, well, I can't have him on Booker now. Cause he might get his fifth. So he had to put RJ on him. And I thought that helped tilt the game. That was the first time the Knicks started getting stops in the second half. Um, but yeah, like, you know, our RJ, like, I, I think, what you're talking about, you know, in terms of that fourth quarter situation, I think you'd feel a lot better about that. And you'd probably be really, really enthusiastic about it. If you felt that Tibbs was consistently applying net rating logic to his decisions, because that lineup that he closed the game with is. A they, plus. That, I mean, that is, that's their best, the lineup. best they, lineup. They fucking destroy teams when they have Randall the lineup, are quickly runs on the floor. It doesn't matter who the center is. Mm-hmm. When they have those four guys on the floor together, they fucking kill teams. And they killed him again tonight, and he went with that tonight. And you just got to hope that, like, this unlocks something in his brain because it's not just about the fourth quarter, right? Like, I'm fine if you want to be like, hey, look, like, Quickly's second half minutes are somewhat dependent on how he's playing on a given night. That's fine. The first half minutes, like, for him to only get 10 minutes, it's so stupid. And and it's Every... stupid not just because it's he's getting 10 minutes. It's stupid because you're not giving your best fucking lineup minutes together. Like, why would you not do that? You should do that in both halves. And so, like, that's really what my frustration is. It's not so much that, like, oh, well, quickly doesn't have it tonight, so I'm going to close this guy. I'm fine with that. I am fine with that. I'm not fine with the first I think most people are, too. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with, like, hey, if DiVincenzo has it going tonight, if Hart does, if whoever has it going, they close. I'm fine with that logic. I am not fine with, oh, you're you got it going tonight, or we're playing really well. We go on the floor tonight, but this is the rotation. Sorry, pal. Like that's stupid. Um, so, yeah, I, I look whatever it was. Um, who cares? This game is awesome, and Brunson was awesome, and he yeah. smoked fucking Booker and Durant. Who, by the way, is so fucking bald. It's time to give it up, bro. <laughs> Chris Bernhardt says, funniest thing is JV did this on Sean Marion night. That's kind of the irony. Yeah, by the way, Sean Marion night. Like, <laughs> are you, are, can we be fucking for real? Like, I love Sean Marion, but can we be fucking for real? Yeah, Sean Marion is one of my favorite, like, like you know, those high role, role players, like those really good, like, role players. That like wasn't really a star, but like, you know, was like. You loved, you loved watching when you were like fifth in fifth grade. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's cool, dude. Like I, I love, I love Charles Oakley at that time <laughs> for that same reason. You know, I was like, yeah, dude, I love this guy. Now I'm like, Charles Oakley is an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Get him away from the garden. Yeah, James, James, James Dolan knows what's going on here. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, no, I, but I mean, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, that shows you what that shows you the state of the Phoenix Suns franchise that you know they're having a, a Sean Marion night. I think. 
Um, what you call it? Here we go. Um, people loving Randall's Randall's process offensively today. I agree. Um, I hundred percent agree. I I totally agree. Did he have a good decision making game? Not so much, but his decision making tonight was it was bad in a different way from the stuff that I. In terms did. of like the execution was bad, but yeah, the, his execution intention was good. was good. Yeah, like he was. He was trying to do the right thing, and he was trying – like, even at the end of the game, right, you could see it where he's trying to draw the trap. And mm. he, he, you could tell that he had no intention of, like – he was not trying to, like, split the trap and do something. Like, he was trying to find an outlet. He just didn't read the play quickly enough or whatever. But, like, that – like, I, I, I 100% agree with his comment. I thought Randall was fine tonight. I had no problem with it. I know people were bitching about him in the first half or whatever. I, I really didn't have a problem with his performance tonight. Aside from the weird KD defense stuff, which, like – Man, I, that was insane. But I, but I also just put that like I'm like, it's KD. Well, but it's also like this is what Randall does. So why is he on KD? Like, that's that's the confusing thing. Like, you know, I I I talked to Jeff last. I th- I think you were here too on the last post game that we had before the last Phoenix game. But I was thinking, talking to Jeff about who I thought it Randall be matched together. up on. Yeah, it all it all melts together. The Toronto there. game, yeah, it's Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I talked about I talked about like who I thought Randall would be on because you know just based on like who he's been on in previous matchups, you know he's usually on like you know the off ball, um, you know, forward whoever that may be. Like I thought I assumed before the last game it would be Kade. Kade beats Diop. He barely plays now for the Suns. By the um, way, didn't didn't they give him their biggest exception? I think so. Yeah. Good job. Was, oh yeah. Hey, but hey. The Suns, man, they killed. They killed the the minimum free agent market. What a fucking brand! Yeah, everyone was praising the hell out of them oh for all God, the veterans they, they signed. They killed. They killed the the veteran minimum free agent market. What a fucking team! Oh, so they know they're playing seven D chess. Get the fuck out of my face, fucking fucking Brian Windhorst piece of shit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I agree with this comment here by Jason Aravalo. He says the Randall of old would have forced the issue way more than he did yes. tonight. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. And it, it would have exactly. been so annoying. Like you have Randall trying to get into the way. And it felt like that a little bit in the early of the third quarter that he felt and, like he was and, trying to get into the way of and, dealing and, with and, the and, 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 and then Sam it. Sam is saying his name. That's how you know it wasn't that annoying tonight. <laughs> Sam isn't calling him 30. He's not like you know, he's not like saying redacted. Like he's saying his name. Like or saying something more vile. But no, but 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 honestly, for real, like I, me and you have both been super critical of Randall at times, even when other people like like that. Forget the Raptors game, which I, I personally was not that impressed by in terms of like what he did. Like, yeah, his offense was good, but his defense was, it was like, Jesus Christ. Um, but like even in those moments, we've been critical of him. And I think like I like again, like he probably like on aggregate, he, he might have played worse tonight than he did against the Raptors, but I have so much less of a problem with it because I didn't think I didn't think his decision-making was really selfish most of the time. Like, that's really what drives me nuts about Randall often is that I just think his decision-making can be selfish. Tonight, like, yeah, he fucked up, but I didn't think his decision-making was selfish. And and even going back to that Utah game, the last game they played, like, he was the best player on the floor in that game. And if anybody else on the team had fucking showed up and the way he showed up, they'd probably win it, even with all the bullshit that happened. And then he showed up again tonight. Like, was his defense on KD great? No. But, like, I guess the best way to put it is, if you put him on KD, I expect him to fall asleep off ball. Like, that's just, I expect that. Like, that's just what he is, and it's what he's always going to be. 
it's it's the rest of it when he doesn't give a shit that can drive you nuts, right? But he gave you the rest of it. I didn't care about his. I thought his defensive rebounding was fine in the first half. I dropped a comment at, at halftime about like, oh, Mitch's Mitch's cup. Like all these guys are. I wasn't talking about Randall. I'm not going to tell you who I'm talking about. I don't want to drop any names, but it was not about Randall. Um, but like, I didn't have a problem with Zephyr tonight at all. I thought he was really good. And you know, yeah, was his execution on KD during that stretch in the first half good at all? No, it was terrible. But like. Again, he like he's taking Katie's live points. I'll tell you that. Well, see, that's what he's doing. He's worried. He's maybe you got to check who his sponsors are. <laughs> what, what if? What if you check and he's like, uh, actually, check out the Bet Online app today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely fooled me into taking Katie's live over points because that shit did not cash. Um. But yeah, you also gotta love one. One of my favorite plays tonight was Brunson. He gets that steal off Nurkic, and then he dishes it off to Randall to kind of like yes appease him, I guess, in a way. Like, know, but it's it's trying to appease. He right? knows like, he, he knows how to like you know. Yeah, it's it's hey, let me let me get this guy feeling good about himself here. Yes, exactly. It was like I remember last year, right? Quick had that he like stole against uh, the Pelicans or whatever, and he like threw it off the backboard for Randall. And it's like, you know, you didn't even get an assist for that one. You got to get Randall to feel good about himself. At least Brunson gets an assist on this. Like, yeah. quick, this, quick actually, I think it's a missed field goal for that. Quick gets <laughs> a missed field goal. Because, uh, so like, but, the stat makers, the stat keepers know that yeah, that's yeah. It's, a, it's a pass. Yeah. Uh, but, like, but, like, that's, it's one of those small things that can actually, those are the small things that can go a long way. And they tell you a lot about, um, I think, like, the togetherness of a team. How guys are vibing each other, what guys are playing for, um, are those must, small moments? They must have seen that Fred Katz report about I, the infighting. <laughs> Not touching that one. <laughs> Did you hear how the in season tournament is causing so much infighting on the team? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that just shows, like, what a good leader Jalen Brunson is to, like, you know, he knows how to, like, satisfy. And he's in the midst of, he was scored for 50 in this game, right? That's That tells you something about him as a as a player and a person. Like, like when you talk about selflessness, you talk about sacrificing, when you see your guy on your team doing shit like that, that inspires other guys to sacrifice. And it inspires other guys to put the team over their own fucking shit. Um, and, and you've got to be real about this team. There are a lot of guys playing for shit right now. Quickly is playing for a contract. Hardenstein's playing for a contract. Grimes is playing for a contract. I know he's still, oh, it's 30, he's playing for an extension right now. Bring real. Um, like that's three guys right there that are key pieces of irritation. Randall's playing for an extension. He's extension all over after this year. Like you, I'm hundred percent sure. I'm not saying like these guys, and I want to be clear. I'm not saying that these guys are just playing for the money. I'm saying you you're you've got to be delusional to not think this is not that like we're talking about fucking millions and millions of dollars at stake here. Of course, it's in their mind, even if they don't want it to be. It's in their mind. But when you see a guy do shit like that, it means a lot. It means a lot. And it sets an example. And it sets like those are the type of plays when you talk about what is your culture as a team? 
those are plays that set culture. Definitely. Um, and also see. that Randall block in the fourth quarter was fucking awesome, by the way. I was like, you jump Momentum on defense? Maintainers. I, was, I, was like, I was like, wait, you jump on defense now? This is crazy. Do this all the time, please. <laughs> he saw Kieta beat Steve up trying to get one over on him, and he was like, hell no. Not this scrub. Yeah, not that fucking Ohio State piece of shit. <laughs> fucking bums out there. You played at Ohio State? Yeah, yeah, he did. That's right. It's fine. <laughs> Damon, Damon uh, won a game that matters in three years. That's tough. Very true. Um, Nick's tape brings up 21 points for on 6 of 10 for RJ. Please keep playing like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, the mix of the efficient scoring with the decision-making that we saw tonight is like the peak version of what you want to see, especially with the defensive effort as well. It's like can a I, very good I, all-around game, I think, from RJ that you want to see on a consistent basis, and we'll see what happens. I, I'll be completely honest about this. I didn't... I like when I remember at some point in the first half, they were like, Oh, RJ has like nine points. 11, yeah, he has like nine points on five shots. I was like, What? Like, he does? What's going on? I didn't there? feel like it. Hmm? What, are you, what are you drinking there? Some water. Water? water? Some vodka? Hmm. <laughs> Just water. Uh, but like, I didn't, I didn't actually think he was playing a very good game until that stretch in that fourth quarter. And like, I, this is like, I'm not, I don't know. Like it's, it's so weird. Cause I'm really not, I'm not trying to shit on him. I'm not shitting on him, but like, I don't care about the efficiency so much as like, we all know that they're efficient. Like Harrison Barnes, go look at his fucking basketball reference right now. Go look at his true shooting. He's shooting like, oh, it's like fucking 62 true shooting. Now go search his name on fucking, Twitter, and you'll just see fucking Kings fans shitting on him constantly. <laughs> fucking hate him. And this is like my point is, it's not about it's like efficiency matters for sure, hundred percent. Efficiency in, in the right context. Yeah, it, the context is what matters more. So like, yeah, twenty one point six ten shooting, awesome. What made this a passing? Uh, what made it, yeah it, it, it's those things it's it's the crashing things, the glass yeah, it, it's the things that don't necessarily need to show up in the box score um and, and and i mean yeah you get the assist that shows on the box score but it's like what that represents and, and all like you know what what it kind of the context of the assist too yeah. like how did you get the assist like were you driving and kicking like yeah. was it like a show like that yeah absolutely and it's just like you know I, I again, I, I don't want to sit here and pretend like I thought RJ played an awesome game, and I don't, I, mean, I, I don't think that's what Nick's tape was actually saying. But like, he could have gone fucking two or ten today, and I saw those two passes, and I was happy. I was like, okay, those motherfucker, those are the passes I need you to be making. Like, those are the passes I want, and not like I need you to be making those passes. You know, like because you like, I, and again, like I hate harping on this stuff, but like. We get sitting talking about RJ and or Randall, sorry, Randall and Brunson and Quickly and Hartenstein, whatever. But like the guy that actually elevates the ceiling of this team in terms of like if this is our rotation, the guy that can truly elevate this team is RJ Barrett. And we saw that in the first seven games. And we saw that tonight in the fourth quarter. That's the guy that we need all the time. It can't be seven games and then 
nine games of sucking and then three games are good and then two games suck and then one game is terrible and then two games are great and then four games suck and then he has a migraine then he sucks for three months like it has to be a consistent thing with him um and and the consistently the consistency doesn't need to be in terms of shot making the consistency needs to be in terms of decision making because the decision making is what largely sinks his scoring efficiency more than anything else he's never he's probably never going to be a high level shot finisher at the rim but you know what you can do not force up the dumb shots you take sometimes and spread those out to shooters and maybe those guys reward you you know like can be that simple sometimes Yep, but we need the consistency, and it's not there. Um, JL says, I hope that dork at the job press conference knows who that guy from the Knicks is now. That was an insane clip, by the way. Um, I didn't watch all of it. What was the gist of it? I, mean, I, I saw the start of it, and I was like, this sounds stupid. I'm not watching the rest of it. It was very stupid, and it was basically some guy who sounds like he came straight off of Twitter basically asking – um, John Murray, how does he feel about, um, you know, guys like Tyrese Halliburton and the guy from the Knicks being anointed as better point guards than him? Well, one, <laughs> Jalen Brunson is better than him. Two, I thought you were going to say fresh off the boat, and I was about to be like, <laughs> No, I was just, crazy. I, no, yeah, like, fresh off Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, fresh off Twitter. That guy definitely sounded like he this was fob. John Muse. <laughs> <laughs> this fob off here. <laughs> But that guy definitely sounded like he was a, he was a, a Jaw fan page on Twitter. Um, uh, this yeah, this from Larry Israel. RJ had a couple of huge rebounds in the game too. Ran out of block. They all got in the bound. Yeah, the, and and exactly. This is in. Everybody found something tonight to contribute. Every single guy, maybe even Divincenzo. But aside from Divincenzo, everybody did. Uh, <laughs> even Quentin Grimes made a couple of threes. You know, I was like, wow, you're not you're not passing up. This is amazing. Um, but it was this is a fun game. This is a fun game, and and shout again, man, Jalen Brunson, descending contract by the way, best contract in the league by far. <clears throat> um, only we would tank like the Pistons. Man, the Pistons are never winning a game again, <laughs> and their poor fans are never getting free wing stop. Shout out, shout out Monty Williams getting the bag. That guy is that that's <laughs> he didn't did want to coach. Did you did you hear his post-game comments today? I, I saw one where he was just like He's like, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's good. like that's like Fizdale level stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Fizdale smile thing can't be top, man. I was you gotta love the players not. I don't even know who's still here from the Fisdale era, but you gotta love the players not dapping him up after the game. So it was, <laughs> it's. I think it's just, it's RJ and Mitch, or Taj and Taj, and Randall. Fizz had Randall. Randall. <laughs> that was a, a destructive duo. Not wait, wait, a dynamic have you, have you, duo. Have, have you seen how? Have you seen how Marcus Morris is like good at basketball again randomly? Yeah, it's funny what happens when players leave Ty Lue. Look at Re- Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan being productive members <laughs> on the Nuggets. I, I love Ty Lue. I think he's a really awesome coach. Uh, I think he's awesome as a player. He has coach. his limits, though. I, I think he he's very – look, he coached with Tibbs under Doc Rivers. He runs an ISO-heavy offense. That's what he does. I think he's a little bit more creative in terms of, like, willingness to go five out and stuff like that. Uh, but – 
the offense is like Tibbs's offenses and like Doc Rivers' offenses are going to be. They're very dependent on your shot creators creating advantages and making the right decisions. It's a very much individual based offense. And mm-hmm. uh, certain guys can play in that, certain guys can't. And to be fair, like the Reggie Jackson thing, it's like, dude, like Reggie Jackson basically resurrected his career under Ty Lue. Under Ty Lue. So I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, he couldn't. And then it died. That. Yeah. And then Mike Malone resurrected it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it might just be like, hey, now you get to play with Nikola Jokic. Oh, this is awesome. I get to be good again. Like it might just be that simple sometimes. Um, and we'll see yeah. how good Ty Lue's team is against us tomorrow. We play against them, or not to, or tonight, basically. Mike Morris off that Dominican HGH like Al Horford. <laughs> Shout out Hulk 420 for that comment. And, and David, David Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> the formula there. Um, I do enjoy David Ortiz a lot more in retirement than I did while he was playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, can, like, so you don't smoke us anymore? That's great. Fantastic. Like it. <laughs> Thanks for being comedic relief on on the broadcast. Yeah, I, him and Pedro are fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, what do we think about tonight's game, basically, versus the Clippers? Um, Clippers are. Yeah. We're already calling it tonight. Jesus is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I hate the West Coast swing. I hate it. It's the worst. Um, but yeah, we play the Clippers tonight. They're coming in six game winning streak. Um, Harden is looking not fat, as you said um, earlier. Um, well, so this is a game where, like, this is the first matchup the Knicks have had in a while where, like, there's actually no excuse for them to not dominate the glass. Like, they, like even with how well the Clippers are playing, like, this is a team you should dominate the glass on. Harnstein revenge game? <clears throat> Maybe. Uh, also, like, you know, I don't know. The way, the way I, I sometimes view these trips is, like, if you told me before the trip, you go one and three, I'd have been like, eh, okay, fine. I mean, I hate it, but I'll take it. I, I get it. You know, you beat Utah, and then you lose. Okay, you lost Utah, you beat the Clippers. All right, fine. It's like, you haven't, like, in some ways, these next two games are kind of like a free hit, where it's like, if you win, great. If you lose, I think people broadly would understand that aren't insane. Um, but, like, you got a chance tomorrow. I, I don't know. I, I don't – I don't – I don't think that, like, aside from Brunson, who do you think really maxed out tonight? I don't think anyone did. Yeah, and, I, and like, I, look, I, I don't know if you know this. I'm not an NBA player. Uh, but like, I don't travel back to backs. I don't fucking know what that feels like. Uh, I could tell you what it feels like to like play ball on Saturday. But man, Jalen Brunson's fifty looked easy as hell too. Like, I, I know I'm not an NBA player like, like you as as well. But like, like... I don't. But you you actually like are tall enough to be one though. <laughs> like, I don't not, even have that going for me. I'm but just, not good enough. To I'm just be fucking one. like I'm just like five eight in India, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's ever looked at me and been like oh dude you can play you can run point they look at me and they're like so you're an engineer <laughs> <laughs> so but, doctor tell me what diagnosis <laughs> like actually none of those are true I, I can, but, but I can like tell you, said, you what point spread I like tonight <laughs> yeah, I can tell you what props I like live at halftime 
<laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, um, it doesn't seem like anyone else maxed out. But I don't even, I don't even, I, like, it's fair to say I don't think Brunson maxed out because, like, yeah, the jump shots, you know, they take a toll on the legs, I assume. But like, he didn't really like take a beating, like, <laughs> like work in the video room, hey, Schwinn. Thanks, I'm very Israel. Yeah, I, I'm Spo. I'm I'm basically Spo at this point. <laughs> <laughs> This is my start. This I'm doing it. Humble beginnings in the video room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think Jalen Brunson took a beating tonight. Like usually, Jalen Brunson, like if he has these games like this, like mm-hmm. sometimes he does hit a lot of threes, but like he also takes a lot of shots in the paint. Wait, he he hit nine threes tonight, right? Yeah. I mean that's more than half the points right there. So yeah, to, to what you're talking about, like I agree. Like he didn't take a beating tonight. He played. Did he play a bunch of minutes? Sure. But, like, I don't know. Look, they come out tomorrow night, and they fight, and they play a tight game, and they lose. I'll live with that. It just don't don't come out there and get smoked. That, that's that's what it is. Don't yeah, come don't out there, have a don't pathetic, have a pathetic effort. Yeah. Um, I mean, this team, the Warriors, as pathetic as they've looked, they've put up a fight versus this Clippers team multiple times this year already, so. You know. Hawkeye 420, and then JB closed out like Mo Rivera. Yeah, minus the, uh, you know, maybe some of Mo Rivera's more interesting political stances, but yes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so I don't like finding out about athletes in their personal yeah, lives. Yeah, look, you, you guys just play your sports, and I like your that, As someone once said, shut up and dribble, shut up and hit the baseball, shut up and Don't do commit crimes. Do. Don't commit crimes, and I, I can look away the rest, but... <laughs> Um, okay, for 20 says, not gonna lie, I haven't been a fan of Sims, which hurts my soul. Zubox versus him will be interesting, yeah, for like five minutes, maybe. I just I don't get the Sims thing, and we haven't even talked about this. Like, this is the one, this is really the one thing that makes no sense to me. Like, you have you, he's not even in your fucking rotation when your team is healthy. So, how is it that when Mitch gets hurt, he automatically, automatically thrust him into the starting line? It's ridiculous, it's- it makes no sense. And I picked up Harlan Sanders fantasy. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. What are we doing here? It's like move Harlan sign up to center, play Taj Gibson, like 15 to 20 minutes off the bench. Like, I don't know. Maybe we'll see a change versus the Clippers. Um, wait, wait, you want – I see, I don't even want Taj to play over him. Because I think that's like it, – it signals the worst possible things. <laughs> just, Just – Switch heart and sign. All right, I'm I'm done with that too. Also, I want to say this: uh, Todd Gibson, when he signed, other a lot of people like, "Oh my god!" Of course, Tibbs is. I was celebrating. I don't know about these other losers. Todd Gibson (laughs) is an awesome fucking pro. This is a guy who has been a consummate professional his entire career in the league. He's a guy who has. Regular season experience, playoff experience. He's a guy who has already developed chemistry and bonds with not just Tom Thibodeau, but with guys on this team. He's a guy that when you go back and you watch those games against the Wizards this year and the preseason and last year, whatever, you see R.J. Barrett quickly, Randall, everybody go up and like hug him and fucking welcome him and and talk to him this is the type of guy you want at the end of your bench 
And he said it to me. He's like, I'm not here to take minutes. I'm not here to take anybody's shine. I'm here to fucking set the example. And if they call, if if Tibbs calls my number, what is he, 67? Isn't yep. that some weird-ass number? Yeah, like, yep. if he calls, like, yeah, if Tibbs, for whatever reason, decides, you know, we need Taj in there, I'll come in and I'll, I'm prepared. I stay in shape. I got, that's what you want. That's what you want at the end of that bench. It doesn't always need to be, a, oh, the Knicks didn't better in a development prospect. Yeah, you know why they didn't, develop, they didn't better in a development prospect at the end of the bench? Because they don't, they're not going to play. Like, like some like dude from the G League who had a great two months is not gonna fucking play, and Todd Gibson's not gonna play. Like, so you want a guy who's going to do the things that you need to that an NBA player who is not actually playing in NBA games needs to do to benefit your team, and Todd Gibson is always into that because he is and has always been a consummate professional, and I'm happy they brought him back. And I'm happy that he's on this bench, and I'm happy he's here. And we'll see how it goes. But it doesn't necessarily surprise me that the vibes are very good tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Um, Hawkeye420 also mentions that he posted a, a gif of, <laughs> of the U.S. spell under the stream tweet, so everyone check that out. Um, Looking forward to that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, wow, fourth. I'm looking at the fourth quarter scoring of tonight's game 42 to 23 in favor of the Knicks. We call that light work. And I mean, like, I mean, the Phoenix Suns, they've had their issues, especially defensively. But I mean, you're talking about two guys that really like take over in the fourth quarter, um, Katie and Booker, and they just completely looked out of it. Um, so shout out to the Knicks, at least defensively, for at least, you know. Nick Stapes slacking, man. Todd's debuted tonight, buddy. Todd's <laughs> got tonight. out there for the last minute and a half. Yeah, he played. Got some. Got, did he get an assist to um, Deuce for that three? Yeah, at the end? So. yeah, yeah. What would you? Again, I'm always fasc, fascinated with this. Do you think? Do you think Todd had to shower after the game? <laughs> Maybe he took one of those like deodorant showers. <laughs> oh, is that what you call them? <laughs> Maybe you just got a wet rag with some <laughs> just axe sprays. <laughs> Cause like he didn't do much. He was like clapping a bunch. I'm sure those those those, those arenas are nicely air conditioned. So the fact that like, you know, that one minute sprint he did <laughs> didn't really <laughs> cause an ounce of sweat. But I think is I'd be like really annoyed if I'm just like, God damn it, I got a fucking shower now after this game. And I just like go in there, just change, and I'm done. Like now I gotta fucking get in the shower. Fucking hell, it's tough, man. He, he probably like stepped in there for like three minutes and was like, All right, I'm good. You know, Archie's just like, Fuck, I gotta actually do something tonight. This is terrible. You gotta like be on the Dude's floor. Like, do so used to just like clapping and doing all these celebrations and shit. <laughs> it's nice to finally have a win where we could talk about like the bench players having to shower <laughs> for, for playing two minutes. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I mean it I, I I like especially beating a team like the Suns just because, you know, the expectation is for them to like thrash us and you know this guy's and like Kevin Durant's bald. And it's worse than Steph Curry. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Steph Curry's got it rough now. Yeah. We'll see. Do we trade for Steph? 
question mark. <laughs> should we? Yes. Yeah, should we? Yes. But Steph Curry was born to be a Nick. He is uh, the Knicks Mark Messier. Bring yeah. him home, win a chip. Let's go. Him and Jalen Brunson backcourt. I like that. Uh, yeah, but they're too small. How can you do it? Uh, what are you gonna do? Like, like it, imagine, it, imagine that. Our, like, go, how can we start? We can't start Steph and Brunson. They're too small in the backcourt. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about tonight was finding out that, or at least a lot of people finding out, including myself, that Steph's never had a game with the numbers that Jalen Brunson's had, at least with like 50, 50 points on one hundred percent shooting from three. I mean, I I would love to see what the num- numbers are with like if you reduce the points to like. 45 40 40 40 call the steals three let me look that up actually real quick oh you got stahead you balling like that sam no you balling balling outrageous like that bro (laughs) got the subscription guys sam is really he's fucking paid out here this guy's been Cashing out parlays at a crazy. I actually, yeah, I haven't hit anything. All right, no Sam. Money. Sam, let's be. What's what, what? What's the NFL parlay this weekend? What, what's the NFL parlay tomorrow? More importantly, oh, there's, a, there's games tomorrow, right? There's three. It's a triple header. Shit. I like I, I, I have no choice but to do nothing for twelve hours, but watch football, 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 and the Knicks. I have no choice. I can't. It's well, forced more- upon me. My my morning's kind of occupied. My parents are renewing their vows, so shout out to them. So I'll be occupied in the morning. Lame. Um, <laughs> what a job. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how my morning will be spent. But then I'll have the rest of the day to watch football in the Knicks. So, um, but yeah, let me see. NBA players with forty points in a game on one hundred percent shooting. You said. Yeah, uh, second half was 100%. yeah, but he was one hundred. Yeah, he, he didn't miss a three tonight. Yeah, for the whole game. Are you doing stat muse? Are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm gonna use stat muse just because I'm not balling, like you said. Pretty points. I was, are you are you excited for Tommy DeVito to take the Giants to six and eight this weekend? <laughs> who who do who do the Giants play again this weekend? <laughs> I actually have no idea. I think I it's the Saints. I think oh, yeah, it's the it, same. It is the same. And, they're, and they're, they're six, they're six point dogs. And I was like, why? Like, I get, is this DeVito's first road game? I think it might be. And I get that, but I'm like, like, I can't find it. Is Derek Carr is their quarterback. So I think he'll be all right. Like, I think he might be fine. Saints are a train, Saints are a train wreck. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm telling you this right now. I'm in Giants plus six. I'm already in. I'm already in on that. Tommy DeVito three three plus touching well uh, three plus <laughs> I can't even talk anymore. Uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not taking that. But that's your like parlay thing, I know. Yeah, I would take him for like three plus passing touchdowns. <laughs> I'm gonna take. Oh, let me see. Let me let me just see if I can craft something. Terry's gonna be crying while he cheers for the selection of Bo Nix. <laughs> Bo Nix is like 33 years old. That guy needs to get a real job. <laughs> or or he just needs to stay in college forever now that NIL exists and just keep getting paid there. Yeah. Um <laughs> look, you guys, I think you guys play at one. And the my my Bills will defeat the dastardly uh Dallas Cowboys at 425. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know, uh and then hopefully the Knicks will 
secure their three-game winning streak on Monday night against the Lakers, against your favorite player, LeBron James. That is not my favorite player. <laughs> There's no one I couldn't I couldn't wait to see us beat more than him. Him and James Harden, which is gonna like makes this this weekend this makes this this LA weekend that HBO Sample. It is. <laughs> I need James Harden to put up an absolute stinker tonight. I will be in rare form on Twitter if that happens. <laughs> it would be it would be nice if honestly I don't even care. Can, if we could just go through a game where James Harden isn't getting like a million really, free throws, yeah, just ridiculous. Like, forget just not getting ridiculous free throw calls. I think I could, I, I could deal with that. But it's the ones like he got one the other night where I'm like, it's like, yeah, the guy landed his landing space. He also like shoots, jumps and his, four feet <laughs> in front of where he, he started. Like, you're kicking your legs out like you're parallel with the ground. Like, how is that a natural shooting motion? Like. Who fucking shoots like that? Well, he did ever since that Houston series in Golden State <laughs> <laughs> when him and Chris. Oh yeah! Oh my God! It's 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 James actually this, Harden, is, this, LeBron, is, this is a lot more important for you than it is for me. This is this is like your and Tyrese's like this is like your fucking Waterloo man. This is your um, is Cameron going to play though? He was out today with like a groin thing or something. He'll play against the Knicks. Of know, course. I, like I said, best medical advice: Grayson Allen today. He played. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> fucking Ted Cruz look like fucking scumbag. <laughs> but yeah, he played today, and I I I, I called it right before. Like he's going to be magically healthy after he well, missed. How, how do you the groin? What do you think Grayson Allen's thoughts are on ice? <laughs> I hope you're meaning the cold <laughs> substance that makes our beverages fresh and cool. <laughs> what do you think Grayson Allen's views are on immigration? <laughs> White kid that went to Duke? I don't know. <laughs> All right. I think we're good here. Yeah. We'll be right back. All we're going to do is say more inappropriate things. We're <laughs> <laughs> So we'll be right back to 24 hours after the Knicks play the Clippers. Hopefully a James Harden stinker has been upon us. Um, Leave a like, subscribe. Thank you all for tuning in at 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning to hear us talk about the Knicks and such an amazing win. Hopefully we keep this momentum going. Um, Yeah, check all the links in the description. Um, And everyone have a good rest of your Saturday. Peace. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcast. Yes.